the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. <laughs> Welcome to hour two of tonight's Andrea K Show. Glad to have y'all here with me on this Taco Tuesday. And by the way, stay tuned because in a moment we're going to share with you a late breaking idea for a taco because it is Tuesday in time for news you can use. And what greater news that you can use besides an idea of an ingredient you can put in your taco. So before we get into that, though, I got to remind you guys that if you miss any part of tonight's show, download the podcast. Last hour, we had some really good information for you guys involving FBI Director Ray before Congress today. Also, uh, different uh, things having to do with crime, the Second Amendment. So definitely download the podcast. And uh, if you want to catch up, email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. In fact, I have some emails to read out for y'all that I got yesterday. Some in particular related to National Cookie Day. I will get to those later on in the show. But now, speaking of yummy food, I got to bring in the one and only. It is DJ Sesame Broccolini. I love me some Sesame Broccolini. This guy, fiery like a dragon. Like a dungeon dragon. High heat. Sesame Broccolini. (laughs) I... I'm really, really in the mood for a taco right now. I don't know. I know yeah. it's Taco Tuesday, so I'm supposed to be, but incidentally, I am. So, well, could it be because uh, <laughs> Gary Quackenbush from GQ Law, uh, our favorite estate planning attorney, was actually munching <laughs> on some very apropos funeral potatoes during the break, and then we, I had the brainchild, which was you could put funeral potatoes in a taco. You guys doubted me at first, did you not? <laughs> you doubted me the cheesy smooth goodness of carefully baked potatoes with cheesy and gosh all these little vegetable and in a carnitas taco i mean it would be absolute <laughs> genius and i guarantee you though i'm going to be getting lots of emails because i got in so much trouble one time when i dared to say that a quesadilla with ham and cheese was a taco <laughs> and <laughs> i think you could put anything in a taco shell and particularly some funeral potatoes and that's not mm-hmm. that's not as as uh, crazy as some of the wacky laws that, that gary quackenbush from gq law who you listen to every day at word on wealth right here on the stage uh so speaking of that first of all thank you for being back with us tonight my dear my pleasure i always love this thank you and we always love you it's always super fun you always make me laugh so and i love laughing at you know if we can't laugh at the united states right now and particularly the laws on the books (laughs) what could we laugh at so uh what do you got for us this week i'm on the edge of my seat I am taking you outside of the United States. Now we are going Ooh. international. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm so The AK show is so cool. We're, we're global babies. All right. Take us. This is global weird laws. Okay. And so okay. I got, I got two and I thought that was interesting. So we're not the only crazy people that put weird stuff on the books. So in, in, um, and, and I understand the way that they're trying to protect us and keep us, um, morally clean and thinking in the right direction on that in Poland, it is illegal to wear a Winnie the Pooh t-shirt. <laughs> what? Yeah. You cannot a wear Winnie a Winnie the, the Pooh, Pooh t-shirt. t-shirt? Uh-huh. Because Winnie the Pooh has no pants. <laughs> he has a bare bottom. And that is bad in Poland. Winnie the Pooh with a bare bottom. That's just, it's not, you know, so there you go. <laughs> Well, it's so. not a bare bottom. I mean, I don't know. It looks kind of like a diaper to me. I mean, it's not like we're seeing, you know, crackage or any, you know, parts, anything going on. You get to see his um, tail, I mean, though. It is a oh, bare oh. bottom bear. B E A R, but I'm I don't even know what to think about this. I, I well, you know what? I'm lying. Because let me tell you, there's certain jokes that are coming to mind. Uh, they used to be called Pollock jokes. <laughs> and this is not one because this is just simply, it's the. It's one fun. of my if oldest This is an example that not, not only in the United States, but in other areas of the world, there are politicians that just go like, <laughs> we're not going to let this happen. I do not want my child seeing someone parading around the streets of Poland with a bear, with a bear bottom, a bear bottom bear on a T-shirt. That's wrong. Wow. But the best, the next one is even better because this okay, one. I can't imagine me. any better than that. You have topped yourself with no, the, th- this it, one. With, Okay, I'm going to say this one and you tell me why. I mean, I think it's it's surprised me. In okay. Switzerland, it is illegal to hike naked. <laughs> that one I can kind of understand, okay? Because if you look like, you know, Antonio Sapato Jr. back in the day, I don't know that anybody would have a problem. But if you look like, say, Borat on the beach in that bikini and you're in the woods, you might be scaring off some bears or creating all kinds of not scaring off bears. You might be like inciting bear attacks or something. Right. I mean, it's literally dangerous for some people to take their clothes off. Have you ever been to a to a quote clothing optional beach, Gary Quackenbush? No. Go to a clothing optional beach. We have one Black's Beach right here in La Jolla, and you will understand my point. Okay. There's some people that should never be naked anywhere, even by themselves in the woods. Andrea, it doesn't even, it's not even naked. It's the thongs. Okay. You're on regular clothing (laughs) beaches, and some people that have the butt floss, I can say that on the air, right? The floss suits, and I go, I'm oh, sorry, yeah. guy or gal. That's yeah. gross. Yeah, okay. terrible. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, it's you don't like even need black speech. To me. It's the- right. Right. Yeah. And you know what? And here's the thing. It's like <laughs> it, it doesn't even matter if you're in good shape. It's just nasty to me. It's nasty. It reminds me of the time I was at a restaurant in Orange County and this waitress comes up and she's got on bikini, like bikini bottoms and nothing else. And it's like, I'm just, it's just gross. It's like, I'm feeling like, 
in a restaurant setting, stuff's hanging out and getting near my food. I mean, it's just, <laughs> ugh. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is in Switzerland. It's like they don't want you leaving parts of yourself along the trail. I, I don't know. Did you find any explanation as to the, to the legalities here? I just think there we found two countries that are anti bare bottom. Well, <laughs> and the thing is, is Switzerland they don't usually like to take a side. So why are they anti anything? I don't know, but there, there was actually right. Some, Aren't they Swi- supposed to be the ones? That- Swi- yeah. Well, this is 2011. This is 2011. <gasps> the the this hiker was hiking bare bottom, and was fined a hundred dollars for his bare bottom adventure. Interesting. This is 2011. This is now. Like does 1800s. this also apply to women? Because maybe they're con- they're cool over there with the chicks roaming around without any drawers on. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You know what? Sesame Broccolini is being suspiciously quiet on this whole subject. Sesame, is there anything you want to share with us on this, on uh, the bare bottom uh, stories here out of Poland and Switzerland? (laughs) Well, I think the Poland one's hilarious. I suppose they're they're both hilarious, but especially the Poland one, because I think Winnie the Pooh is being so innocent and harmless. So it's interesting that they take it with offense. Uh, as if it's as if it's it's uh, explicit or something. But hey, look, I, well, do they do they think it's real? Do they think it's a real you know animal or something? Is that what they <laughs> is? I don't know. I mean, you know, well, there there's, there's some children's shows that ban um, SpongeBob because SpongeBob he wears underwear, but it's a thong, and so they banned him because it's an obscene <laughs> pants. So Sponge I suppose maybe I have no pants SpongeBob. on the back of a sponge would be okay. I watched SpongeBob with my nephew when he was little. I don't recall a thong, Gary. Are you just troubled by thongs? Are you just now like so you're so anti-thong no. as as I am that you're imagining thongs? No, SpongeBob Is that has what's a thong. Going on? He has the, well, he's a, he has a square butt. I mean, because he's a sponge, and they, so he has his yeah his unders are so like, the corners yeah, are hanging out. Gotcha. Okay, it's a thong. Yeah, and you yeah, know what the name of have... his snail is, right? No, SpongeBob snail. Sesame, come on, Sesame Broccolini. You know the name of the snail. The snail, uh, no, Gary, maybe no. Yes. Yeah, Gary. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Snail's name. Gary. Yes. There we go. I know. Thank you. Okay, then. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I sat and watched it with my my nephew. That didn't mean I was actually paying attention to such details. So I'm glad you guys are here. Um, I, I, I have no explanation for the Winnie the Pooh story, except maybe there's, I don't know. I, I, it's I'm honest. The only thing you it know, reminds me of is the fact that it's illegal to compare Xi Jinping to Winnie the Pooh in China. I think Winnie the Pooh's actually been banned from China. Because too many people sarcastically said oh. that Winnie the Pooh looks a lot like Xi Jinping. So now maybe people, that's really what it is. Like there's and a big diss in China about calling him Pooh Bear. So I, I don't know if if for, but for some reason. So there, there's at least that two countries be. now that have beef with Winnie the Pooh. I uh-huh. I think it's because it's considered soft porn. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. You know, I I. I 
Uh, now I'm really thinking of my Polish friend and what he may say. Uh, he's probably listening tonight and coming up with all kinds of jokes about his Polak relatives that he's planning to tell around the holidays. So uh, you're welcome, by the way, if you are listening to my old friend out of New Orleans. All right. We got to get into some news you can use. So oh, yeah. speaking of the holidays, I hate to go negative, but I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. And I was like, oh, are you uh, heading to your home state for the holidays? And she goes, no, remember my dad died and now everybody's fighting. And I think I'm going to have to stay in NYC over the holidays by myself. That's sad. I don't even need to know the details. You and I both know what's going on, don't we, Gary? Yes, because the moderator, the, the, the moderator died. It just happens. And the people go crazy and they, they say, I mean, I, I, yeah, I talk to people constantly about this and I, I say, I understand the one son was more responsible than the other. And the one daughter was more responsible than the other. And one is more attentive to you than, you know, than the other, but you just have to be careful no matter what you do. If you said, okay, everybody's getting everything equal equally, then one of them is going to get all the bent out of shape because he was the better son. You know, if you say, well, we're going to give more money to the better son, the other is going to say, oh, I was cheated. Well, at least I am a son and I took care. You know, it's just it it's never perfect. But if it's done, it makes a difference. And the biggest difference that I find between having nothing and having it go to probate, I mean, a lot of times the, the end result is similar. But when you go to probate, everything is so delayed and so, yeah particular that it gets people just incensed because it's like, why is this taking so long? Why, how could it take a year and a half? Why are we two years into this thing and nothing has happened? And it gets, I mean, it's, it's just paralyzing what happens to people when you go to probate and then the kids hate each other and they'll never talk to other each other ever. Yeah. I don't really know. I didn't probe for details. I don't know if there was no plan at all and now they're all fighting over it Mm. or if there was a plan and one person is, or or multiple people are feeling, um, you know, mistreated or, or whatever the situation is. Um, it, it doesn't matter. Um, it, 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 to me, it, it wasn't done properly or at least communicated in a right way, or there could still be situations. Gary, have you had situations where everything was done on the up and up and people are still fighting? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because, and I think part of it is, so it's like, what happens is, Someone passed away, maybe you're in charge of the estate, and it just everything takes longer than you think it should. And if when you're in the thick of it, you know why it takes so long because everything just like there's a signature here, this has to go there, you have to deal with all these different people. And each piece of the puzzle, you have to somehow fit time into your life to do it. And the ones that are not involved in it can't imagine why it would take so long to get it done. And when you try to explain it to them, they're just like, oh, I'm not having it. Just let me do it. You know, and you right. can't. No, I can't. I am the successor trustee. I'm going to continue to take care of it. You know, and, and it just it just drags on. And I, I just think, I mean, the secret would be like before you die, have everything liquidated, converted to cash. And then after you die, just pass out checks at the funeral, I suppose. But I mean, well, people are just uh, going to fight about it. I just think you have to deal with it and realize well, it's just going to be hard. I suspect that in this case, he just recently died. So I suspect in this case, there was a lot of surprise somehow, mm-hmm. some way. And I think that is is to be avoided. Uh, there's, you know, you can't avoid all 
fighting and unhappiness, but you can mitigate a lot of it. In the case when my grandma died, she had already dispensed and with it and given out and, and separated out her assets. And all that was left was her personal property inside the house. Hmm. And that got picked over like, you know, a carcass. And because that's how people do. And mama called me. I'd already said my goodbyes to grandma. She's like, if you want anything, what do you want out of the house? Because Uncle Buddy and Aunt Caroline were already there while grandma was still in the hospital. I'm like, I can't believe they're picking her bones. I, you know, shame on them. I just want her eyeglasses because grandma always read her Harlequin romances with her little cat eyeglasses. Because the idea of fighting over furniture was just gross to me. But a death brings out the worst. And it, at least grandma had the sense to de- get, deal with the bulk of her assets uh, before she passed. And then it was just about, you know, who was going to get the China, you know, and she didn't mm-hmm. have much. Uh, final thoughts, Gary Quackenbush. I think the more organized you are, the better. And I think if you're if you're definite about what you want to do or what you want to have, I just think it's better to kind of leave it more organized. The more organized, the better, because then there's less to fight over because it makes it clear. So it's it's really a matter of being organized and expecting it's going to be difficult. Everybody just has to have a little bit of thick skin and a little less like particularity about I want this. It's just like, let it go. Just let it go. Mm -hmm. Family is more important than stuff. Absolutely. And having somebody do things the right way is also huge in that. You yes. Tell everybody how to get a hold of you. Um, go to my website, gqlaw.com, gqlaw.com. And if you get a lawyer in the middle, it's, everything is that lawyer's fault, not yours. And that way it's easier to kind of let the lawyer take the blame and not the family members. Don't Good do point. it yourself. Get a lawyer. Good point. gqlaw.com. gqlaw.com. And don't hike in Switzerland naked or you're going to pay a fine. Thank you, GQ. Appreciate you. Have a good one. Thank you, honey. You too. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. If you miss any part of the show, don't forget to download the podcast wherever you get your pods. Glad to have you guys here with us tonight. Email me at andreakshow.com, andreakshow.com. Com. Here's a question for you guys. Um, do you think that, that we're ever going to see any arrest made of any of Jeffrey Epstein's clients? It's funny because there was the big, was it the MMA fight that happened this past weekend in yep. Vegas? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so one of the, yeah, one of the fighters came out wearing a shirt that was like, President Trump's been arrested um, I don't, or charged, you know, uh, something about long before anybody from Epstein, you know, client list has, I can't remember exactly what the <laughs> Yeah, that was Colby. <laughs> so it, it, it was pretty, it was epic. It was, it was epic. And then we find out now that a judge has ordered that over 100, about 170 names are going to be uh, revealed in the next 14 days. One name that we already know of uh, the, it's, it's actually, it's 187 John Doe's. Uh, Judge Loretta Preska of the federal court, the Southern District of New York, issued an order unsealing uh, the documents. There's been quite a few FOIA requests because this is supposed to be we're, we're supposed to have uh, information for the public when it's related to if you go and murder somebody, you don't get protections. Your name is going to be out there. It's a matter of public record because it's in the interest of the public. 
uh, that people know the information because it's about public safety, which is why if somebody is murdered, it's the state versus the person that's accused of the crime. It's not the family members. It's the state. And the reason for that is because it's about public safety. And so it's been absolutely outrageous that Ghislaine Maxwell who, yes, obviously she's a monster who went and rounded up the girls. I don't know the name for it. She was like the pimp, I guess, um, of, of the girls. Um, is that the right term for it, Sesame Broccolini? I the mean, pimp is the right-hand man, pimp. She re- recruited people. She was and, the recruiter. Yeah, yeah. Right. So she was the recruiter of the girls. So she gets arrested and, and gets thrown in the pokey. Uh, for the rest of her life, but nobody who did the actual rapes of these minors are going to spend any jail time. Listen, I don't care if they've got an R after their name, if they got a D. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's somebody in my own family. When we're talking about rape of a young girl, rape of anybody, you need to go to jail. Okay, I don't know. According to since we don't know the names of anybody being released, we don't really know what they might have done uh, according to the article it's just going to be the public records involves the name of 187 people involved their role for example we don't know that everybody who got on the plane every we don't know that everybody's name that's going to be released got on a plane and went to epstein island we don't know what happened there uh, but 187 names are going to be released one name that we already know of is Doe 24 has already been identified by name, and that's Harvard Law Professor Alan Dershowitz, because he previously called for all material related to his name be made public. So he specifically asked for that. And of course, we know that uh, RFK Jr. initially was like, hey, I flew on the plane a couple times. We just went down to Mar, not Mar-a-Lago. We went down to Florida, I think it was, he said. But he was clearly getting out in front of it, wasn't he, Sesame? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He knows that this is terrible <laughs> optics. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I, I, there have, were pictures. Some people are also talking about Roberts today um, because there were pictures of Roberts down. Wasn't there pictures of him down in Epstein Island as well? There was, there was, a, there was some, I mean, huge names in power associated with Jeffrey Epstein. That doesn't mean that everybody that got on the plane and went to Epstein's Island actually raped a child we don't know that but what we do know is we have a right to know we have a right to know everybody who was involved in this man there needs to be a full investigation we still don't know there's been a media blackout since the brothels right did we have a story a few weeks ago of a brothel bust that there was a brothel in the dc area that was connected to a brothel in boston and supposedly the names of the of the um creeps what are they called? Johns. The names of the Johns um, involves high-ranking officials, military, and beyond. We haven't heard about that yet, have we? No, apparently it was lawyers, doctors, politicians. I'm yeah. sure people who donate to politicians or run PACs. And by the way, as soon as that came out, a bunch of people started circulating that clip of Madison Cawthorn calling it all out. Talking about these drug-fueled sex parties in D.C. And how there's a whole dark underbelly to the swamp. Um, To me, it's all dark. Overbelly, underbelly, doesn't matter. The swamp is just a dark place to be. Um, And you feel it when you're in D.C. But still, Madison Cawthorn was framed as some sort of radical conspiracy theorist for suggesting that high-profile politicians are using the taxpayer dime to pay for prostitutes or 
other things, drugs, cars, clothing, whatever it may be. And there's a lot of those politicians who happen to be linked to Epstein in different ways. And we don't know if they've benefited from that relationship Mm -hmm. or in which ways, how so, or who they've harmed. So there's a lot that's unknown still. Right. And that's even more. That's why it's so urgent that we finally get to the truth about what's really going on with this. Is it a cabal? Is it a network of people? I don't know, but it's a lot of very powerful people who yeah. seem to who skirt the law or evade any sort of real consequences. Meanwhile, the deep state just keeps targeting its own opponents, just making up crimes right. against Donald Trump. It's completely manufactured. Yes. Uh, Judge Judge Nudy Ingeron came out today. Uh, <laughs> I Trump's, forgot about Trump's, that. <laughs> His poor uh, Facebook Trump's, group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Trump's legal team had filed uh, for a directed verdict, and uh, Ingeron came out today just basically saying, how dare you ask for a directed verdict and just excoriated, basically accused Trump's witness of said that uh, uh, of lying on the stand and basically said, just because this guy was a professor uh, or, 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 or was the scholar or this or that expert doesn't mean anything to me because he was paid X amount of dollars per hour. And you can get anybody to say anything for that amount of money. Excuse me. First of all, this judge manufactured evidence by deciding himself with no expertise. He acted at his own as his own expert witness when he declared the value of Mar-a-Lago to be something like $18 million when there's empty lots right now, not even beachfront in that area for over 20. That was literally manufacturing evidence so that he could destroy President Trump and seize President Trump's properties, his businesses away from him. And for him and, and expert witnesses are always paid. Nobody should work for free. They're paid by the by prosecutors when they have to bring in an expert witness that's not a part of the prosecutorial team. For him to come out and say that Trump should be denied a directed verdict and to basically double down on Trump being guilty because Trump had a paid expert witness is absolutely outrageous. And this is a creep whose wife, and by the way, the Democrats are trying to get uh, Justice Thomas to recuse himself of hearing the immunity case because his wife had gone to the Stop the Steal rally. But here we've got Judge Engeron's wife, who uh, was tweeting out and attacking Trump in the middle of the, of the trial and attacking his attorney. And Engeron has donated to Democrats and bragged before about how he's overturned jury verdicts because juries are idiots. I mean, our justice system, every American should be just absolutely outraged about our justice system. It, it Not just the fact that of, of it railroading. It's horrible how it's railroading and persecuting and prosecuting political opponents, but also covering up the crimes. Like in the case of Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein, where former FBI director James Comey's daughter was handpicked to be a prosecutor, like I'm supposed to think that she's some kind of F. Lee Bailey. No, she was picked because she's James Comer's, not James Comer, um, uh, Comey's uh, daughter. And she's the one that sealed the records and covered up the names of who uh, had who, who was on the client list. Uh, the Democrat Party are perverts. They're the party of pedophilia. They're pushing. Here's here's a perfect example. As they're pushing pedophilia on children, and of course they are. By the way, because wasn't it was it an what was the event that the White House had uh, where uh, a, a quote trans 
woman took her top off. That was just their, the that, that was one of their pride events this June, this it, past summer. At the White House. Yeah, on the White House at front At the White lawn. House mm-hmm. with children. Okay, with children. We now have a prominent and outspoken radical trans LBGTQ activist, Kendall Stevens, a man, was arrested in Philadelphia for allegedly raping two young boys. Charges include rape, involuntary assault, obscenity to minors, corruption of minors, unlawful assault to minors, and involuntary deviant sexual um, co- sexual contact. Uh, the department charged Stevens with one count of rape, forcible compulsion, unlawful sexual contact with a minor, and indecent assault of a person under 13. Bail was set at $250,000 and a preliminary hearing is set for December 29th. This is somebody with ties to the Democrat Party. The, this is somebody that um, uh, Governor of Pennsylvania, Josh Shapiro, had campaigned for and endorse him. This is, imagine, what would, what would be the media tonight if this was somebody associated with Governor DeSantis or Donald Trump? Yeah. This is the Democrat Party, the party of perversion. All right, we're going to take a break. We come back. Oh, here's a cute pic of this. Oh, Stevens also spoke at a rally for the, quote, Fairness Act in April, which adds sexual orientation and gender identity as a protected class against age, uh, against discrimination. Wow. All right. We're going to take a break, a skinny, tiny one, but don't you go anywhere because speaking of dark, dark Ted Cruz was back at AmFest, America Fest in uh, Arizona this weekend. And we've got some really fun sound bites to play for you guys. So come on back. Andrea K, bringing the world a much needed reality check. You're listening to the Andrea K show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show. Who remembers the nickname for Ted Cruz? There was a an artist, a conservative artist that was doing some artistry around LA and it showed him like gangsta and he had like tats on and he was looking all like a, you know, a bad dude. And there was, it wasn't bad Cruz and it wasn't dark Cruz. Um, but it was because there's another side to Ted Cruz. Okay. He may be, uh, you know, a biblically based Christian. Um, but you know, there's lots of Christians like me that, you know, are sassy and have a, have a sassy side, right? Uh, just because you believe in the Lord doesn't mean you don't have a sense of humor. Um, so at America Fest this weekend, by the way, they had some amazing speakers, but there was a couple of remarks by Ted Cruz that just reminded me of how there is a side to him that if we could harness this Ted Cruz uh, to really fight against the deep state and fight against the DOJ, I think Trump needs to consider making him attorney general, uh, you know, going forward in his next campaign. Uh, he, he introduced himself with his pronouns. Sesame Broccolini, if you can play that clip. I introduced myself to the crowd. I said, I'm Ted Cruz and my pronouns are kiss my ass. And 
I got to say, it was pretty wild because after I did that, Roseanne Barr, who was here, she put on a comedy special. And she stood up on TV and she said, I'm Roseanne Barr and my pronouns are kiss my ass. <laughs> and I was like, hot diggity damn, I work in the Senate, but I get to write jokes for professional comedians on the side. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a dude that could kick some hiney, right? He needs to be yeah. he needs to be doing more of it, doesn't he, Sesame? He needs to be doing a lot more of that. I, I want to see that on the regular. I mean, truly, there there is no sense in trying to accommodate or dance around the absolute insanity that is happening with this whole pronouns, the woke moral reasoning, the cultural Marxism. There and, and you're not being open minded or inclusive by playing to it. It's it's completely deranged. So it's nice to see because mm-hmm. some Republicans will say, well, no, we we want to use their language and try to meet them what they are. No, this is crazy. This is insane. No mm-hmm. other country in the world is sitting there talking about what are your pronouns? What are your yeah. pronouns? That does not happen outside of a few bubbles within the Western liberal world. Trust me. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm very, very happy to see this kind of this Ted Cruz is my kind of guy. I'd want to hang out with yeah. this kind of Ted Cruz. Yeah. 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 This, this is a guy can get behind, right? This is a guy, this is that, that's the Ted Cruz. That's not listening to uh, the consultancy class Mm -hmm. that wants Mm -hmm. to tell every Republican to bite their tongue and act like a gentleman um, while they're being completely crucified and while the Democrats are destroying us. Bingo. Uh, Yeah. In fact, in fact, here's another clip from, from Cruz talking about uh, president poopy pants. If you can play that one. Listen, we have a president of the United States who his team carries extra pairs of pants with him when he he travels in case he has poopy pants. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? Hey, why not? Look, you know, somebody told me a long time ago, there's a game being played. This was in my corporate sales days. And I and I wasn't being enough of a shark. And they were like, look, uh, with the internal politics. And they were like, there's a game being played. And you're either going to get in it and win it or get out. Right? We're in a war. We're in a battle. We've got to stop showing up to a, a sword fight with a spork from KFC that we ate our mashed potatoes with. <laughs> right? Yes. No, but it... it, it, it... Look, Republicans have tried the play nice game. I say no more, Mr. Nice Guy. I mean, you can be polite, manners, respectful, sure, but they're entertaining the kind of insanity that we're seeing today. No, thank you. And and trying to stick out your hand, it's like Republicans will sit there and try to shake the Democrat Party's hands, and they just get smacked away, smacked away. Democrats don't sit here and try to play nice with Republicans. What are, the, what are Democrats out there doing? Taking down the reconciliation monument in Arlington because they don't want to reconcile. They don't right. want unity. So let's stop playing this game where we pretend to be friends with them as if that's going to make a difference at the ballot box. Enough. Yeah. 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 Case in point is the discussion right now about uh, President Trump and a VP pick. And what name is being floated? Nikki Haley. Well, Tucker Carlson was also at America Fest, and he was on with uh, Tim Pool on Pool, T- Tim Cast. He and uh, Charlie Kirk and uh, Tim Tim Poole asked Tucker what he thought about a Trump Nick Haley ticket, and uh, I think we've got a clip of what Tucker's response was. Would you vote for Trump if he chose Nikki as VP? And I, 
Would you guys vote no? for Trump? Well, I mean, that's the question that I asked you specifically. Well, I, right. I, I, I would not only not vote for that ticket, I would, I would advocate against it as strongly as I could. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I well, that, that's, I, just, I, that's just poison. I mean, here's someone who's actively opposed to the interests of the country I grew up in, who endorsed the BLM riots, and who is not, only, is, is not left, but is neoliberal in the darkest, most, speaking of nihilist, nihilistic mm-hmm. way, and has no real popular support, is a, is a creature of the oligarchs. So, yeah, that would, be, that would be reason to oppose the ticket. Even Trump, Haley is a no-go. Nikki Haley... He would get assassinated immediately if that were the case. Yeah, and by the way, I just can't imagine a world where that could happen. That would be so crazy. I mean, anything could happen, of course, but picking Nikki Haley, um, who's utterly treacherous and utterly dismissive of, like, the interests of Americans, yeah. It's a no-go for me, uh, but it's a yes for BlackRock. Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely, hashtag never Nikki. In fact, Don Jr. has said, uh, because Lara Trump kind of floated, somebody asked her about that, um, because they're, they're, this is coming up as the establishment media, like Fox News, is trying to push Nikki Haley. They want her on that VP ticket. They want her on the VP ticket. So they're asking, what do you think of uh, Nikki Haley? So Lara Trump was asked that question. She says, we'll never say never. And Don Jr. came out and said, let me address what my sister-in-law said. Nikki Haley is not going to be in the VP ticket. I will fight and fight and fight to make sure that my father does not pick Nikki Haley. But that's what that's the, the push is on. The push is on for Nikki as VP. All right, the push is on for us to take a break. Uh, but before we go, quick thoughts on Nikki Haley and what Tucker had to say there. He's spot on. That would be yeah. th- that would be a death in the coffin. That would be the fastest way to, for Trump to kill all of his momentum, truly. There, yes. I don't think he's going to do it. I don't think this is serious. Um, it would just be so detrimental. It would be heartbreaking, truly heartbreaking. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be worse than Mike Pence ever was. All right. We're going to take a break. We come back. Final segment of tonight's Andrea K. Show. Don't go away. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Um, so I want to continue for a moment this conversation about Nikki Haley. Um, because Thomas Massey, uh, before the break, if you're just tuning in, by the way, Tucker Carlson was asked at America Fest what he thought about Nikki Haley as the VP. There's pressure for Trump to, to choose her as VP. And Tucker was like, no, absolutely no way. And one of the things that re- reason why I want to continue the discussion is because one of the things he mentioned is um, something that I've always said about Nikki Haley and not enough people remember. He said that she supported the BLM BLM rallies. She's worse than that. Right now, you mentioned earlier in the show about this reconciliation statue that the left is trying to take down. Who started the removal of the statues? It was Nikki Haley back after the shooting in uh, Dylan Roof shooting in the church. And somebody had dug and found a picture of him with a Confederate flag. And the next thing we know, we couldn't have Dukes of Hazard literally on the TV. And that's really when the purging of everything Confederate started, right? And the statues and all of that stuff. Um, she is she is a far left. She's full of woke and full of great the great reset and the globalist. 
She is, in fact, I would go so far as to say the Democrats would actually want her to win, just like they wanted George W. Bush to win, so that the Republican Party could be lulled into thinking we actually still had elections in this country, which we really don't. Referencing back to last hour in which we talked about the Colorado State Supreme Court deciding that Trump holding a peaceful rally and and actually um, exercising his constitutional rights to petition the government about an election is an insurrection and try to deny voters the opportunity to vote for him. Um, But sticking with Nikki Haley, Thomas Massey had something interesting to say about her. I don't consider Thomas Massey that much of a hardcore conservative, but he called her a brunette Liz Cheney today, Sesame. (laughs) (laughs) He kind of went a little um, cruise on her. He went a little tough guy cruise uh, with that comment today. Yeah, well, it's true. People need to understand Nikki Haley cited Hillary Clinton as her inspiration for jumping into politics. Her first campaign ad basically so basically she comes out and says, I'm going to be a better president than Trump because I wear high heels as if that's going to scare Xi Jinping and the Ayatollahs and the Taliban and Hamas. It's just complete. And beyond that, every, every, almost every policy position that she's been, been proposing to Tucker's point directly contradicts what the founding fathers fought for. If you want to have a social media account, you have to register it mm-hmm. with the yep. federal government. She Day one, she would blow up the size of the nanny state. She would give them yes. as much money as possible and sick them on anybody that goes after her. This is a Soviet-style power play. And I think that, that you know the clips we've heard are correct in saying that she is a pick for the managerial elite, for the same donor class that hangs out with people like Jeffrey Epstein and Hillary Clinton behind the scenes. Her, her presidency would be one of controlled opposition for Republicans, mm-hmm. not a true exactly. conservative, because ultimately, even her, her politics aside, because I don't think she's conservative ideologically, I don't think she has the, the fortitude or the, or the courage or the ambition to, to even put forward her own agenda. She... I think she could easily be controlled, manipulated, yes. peer pressured. She's she gives into the mob every single time they come with her pitchforks. Mm-hmm. Um, she, time and time again, she has bent the knee, and not to God, not to the King of Kings, but to the woke mob. And I just Absolutely. don't, I just don't trust that. I do not. Right. In fact, I'm really concerned about this country right now, and uh, and somebody like Nikki Haley and the rest of the Repu- the Republican establishment right now that are not doing anything uh, in regards to the expansion of the police state. Brianna Morello was tweeting out today, U.S. Capitol Police are expanding outside of Washington, D.C. After January 6th, they opened two satellite offices in Tampa, Florida, and San Francisco. They just recently opened offices in Texas, Milwaukee, and Boston, too. They claim they're opening these offices, yes, quote, due to the increased threat environment. She said, when I asked for the data that support their claims, they couldn't get back to me. She says, why is at Speaker Johnson allowing this to happen? Can Republican AGs push back on this? What, DeSantis is one of the offices is in Tampa, Florida. Manipulation. Jan 6 was not just an inside job, but the use of the Capitol Police to turn them into martyrs so that they could expand across the country as some kind of national police force is something that nobody else is talking about. This is the first I've even heard of it tonight. Have you heard of this? 
No, but I'm glad that you brought it up because this boils my blood. And it goes to show you that we are losing the sense of federalism, the balance between federal and local. It's all being nationalized. The police state is they're, – they're tired of putting up with states' rights. They're tired of putting up with the voters. They're tired of opposition. So they're just going to start cracking down on us physically, literally. Mm-hmm. And this is why, by the way, people always – we have to stay armed. We have to exercise our Second Amendment rights at some point the government will send the FBI jackboots to our front door. And we better be ready yes. for it. It's going That's to start right. happening like it's happened to Mark Houck and many others before. Look, if they could take Trump's businesses away from him after manufacturing evidence and lie, they can do it to you. If they can remove him from the ballot because him literally exercising his right for uh, to, to, mm-hmm. to peacefully protest in a mm-hmm. rally, they can use the courts against you and they will. And we're going to continue to fight. We're going to be fearless every night, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Andrea Kay and Sesame Broccolini. Appreciate Riley McBride, by the way. Tell everybody your social. We had to follow you on X. You can all find me on X at Riley underscore McBride underscore. Reach out. Don't be a stranger. All right. And we'll see you tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Keep your head on a swivel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.